Poplar Cove, population 10,002. Welcome back, visitors. I'm glad that you're able to join me today. If you remember from the last visit, we saw Hobart wake up from his coma. And now, he is reconnecting with his beautifully malicious wife, Elizabeth. Mac and Joanna seem to be hitting things off as well. In fact, I think he's already asked her out on a date. Pickering is still up to his crazy antics. And then there's Roger. It seems as though the mayor wants him to address the town or something. Things are just starting to get good. This almost reminds me of my favorite soap opera, As the Stomach Churns. It's set in a hospital during the second coming of the Black Plague. In it, there is a brain surgeon who has multiple personality disorder. He plays all of the characters in the story. It's quite engrossing. Not to mention, he's pretty easy on the eyes, especially when he plays the disgruntled postal worker. It just makes my heart flutter. Oh, wait. What's going on over there? There seems to be some kind of hubbub in the middle of the town square. It seems as though you've come at the perfect time. I guess Roger is addressing the town right now. Um, excuse me? Excuse me? I have an important announcement to make. What do you want, Roger? We don't have all day. Oh, um, well, I would like to make an announcement. You see, the mayor and I know that everyone is a bit stressed out about the newcomer in town and the spontaneous awakening of that billionaire playboy. So, to put everyone at ease, we would like to announce that we are going to hold a charity auction for once-in-a-lifetime experience. Why is everyone so up in arms about a quiet newbie like me and some rich, spoiled brat waking up from a coma? I thought it was a good thing that people, you know, woke up from comas. You don't know a lot about this town yet, do you? No, suppose not. I do know where to get a decent bag of French roast, though. But other than that... Yeah, the townsfolk here are a little eccentric, I guess. Truthfully, I don't really know the why. I just know the what. What? 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 I don't know. Anyway, we have some town regulations that are oddly specific, like how the population can only be at 10,000 people or something bad happens. Oh yeah? Like what? I don't know. The second coming of the apocalypse? Another Sharknado movie? Maybe we'll keep losing our thumb drives despite having bought like 50 because they're only this big. Then when you try to put it in the USB port in your computer, but it doesn't work, so you flip it around, but it still doesn't work, so you flip it around, but it still doesn't work, so you flip it around, uh, but it still doesn't work, so you flip it around, uh, but it still doesn't work, so you flip it around. You know what? Maybe I'll just ask Pickering about it. Or maybe whenever you have to wait for something, like anything, the song Call Me Maybe pops into your head and it continues to play like hold music until you don't have to wait anymore. What? That's ridiculous. Oh, crap. Now it's stuck in my head. Roger, what do you want? The song is driving me crazy. Just continue already. Anyway, so the mayor has a surprise for everyone. Two tickets to an elephant ride with... Kevin Bacon. You know Kevin Bacon? Well, I personally don't know him, but I'm sure the mayor hobnobs with all sorts of people. After all, he is the mayor. We're going to hold a drawing in one week. You can buy your raffle tickets at the Insanity Shop. What's the big deal? Kevin Bacon might be a movie star, but he's just a person, just like anybody else. He's not just a person. He's exceptional. He's... Well, he's no Marlon Brando, but I guess he's not that bad of an actor. I did like Dirty Dancing. 
You must be kidding. That was Patrick Swayze. Do you mean Footloose? Never seen it. Blasphemy. Kevin Bacon is a god. That's ridiculous. <sighs> Joanna, you don't believe this too, do you? I mean, this is just silly. Maybe I'll send the mayor one of those mini muffin baskets that I can make sure I get my number drawn. Joanna, I can't believe that you're a part of this bacon cult. Well, we're all about cults here after all. You can't be that surprised. Aww. Oh, hey Pickering. Oh, hello Mr. Pickering. Uh, Mac, if you don't mind, I'm gonna go back to the cafe first so that I can buy my raffle tickets. I'll catch up with you later. Do you want me to get you a ticket too? Uh, sure. Actually, I'd really like to take you out to dinner sometime. Oh, oh, that sounds nice. Here, here's my number. Call me, maybe. Hey, Mr. Pickering, can I ask you a question? French roast. What? You were going to ask me what kind of coffee I like, right? It's French roast. No, I wasn't going to ask you that at all. I was going to ask you about women, actually. Ooh, that's strange. I had the sensation, the urination sense. Oh, wait. Maybe I actually need to go to the bathroom this time. Well, you have had two whole pots of coffee today. Well, I'm sure the store has a bathroom. Come, come, keep up, boy. Anyway, I wanted to ask you about women. I mean, I really want to take Joanna out and show her a good time. Oh, that sounds nice. You should bring her some flowers and chocolate. That's actually good advice. I'll have to remember that. I wonder what kind of flowers she likes. Unless, of course, she's allergic to flowers. Or chocolate. Then that's just a death wish. What? Better play it safe. Maybe just a jar of peanut butter. Or a box full of bees. What are you talking about? I don't know. I really need to pee. <laughs> Why is this song stuck in my head? The next day was a typical day in Poplar Cove, except that... Oh, wait. Who is that? Is that Hobart and Elizabeth taking a walk? Oh, Hobart, doesn't it feel wonderful to be outside? Well, I suppose. I thought you would be more excited. After all, you've been asleep for the past five years. You could show just a bit more enthusiasm. That's the point, isn't it? I've been asleep. As far as I'm concerned, it just feels like I took a really, really long nap. Well, now that you're awake, let's start our life again. What do you say? Okay, sure. Uh, what types of things did we like to do before the coma? What did I like to do? Oh, I don't know. I wasn't your keeper, Hobart. Ugh, honestly. This town is beautiful. Where is it that we live again? Poplar Cove, population 10,002. Oh, wait. He wasn't asking me, was he? Poplar Cove. We live in that mansion over there. You can see it from here. Which one? Oh, that one? On top of the hill that looks like a tombstone? Yes, that's why they call it Tombstone Hill. Isn't a home lovely? Maybe if you're into the whole gothic castle that may or may not devour your soul while you sleep type of thing. Actually, I am a little hungry. Is there a place we can eat around here? Or I don't suppose you cook. <laughs> oh, Hobart, you've been so funny since you woke up. Yeah, I figured. So, what's your favorite restaurant around here? I like the F&W Cafe. F&W? What does that stand for? Fish and Wildlife. I thought fish and wildlife was supposed to protect, preserve, and perpetuate wildlife, not cook it. I mean, unless it's a vegetarian place. 
No, a vegetarian. <laughs> the F&W has the best fish and chips in town. You must try it. It's even better than the old airport diner's fish and chips. We have an airport? No. Why? I think I want to go back to sleep. Later that afternoon, the front door to the Birch Estate opened, and Hobart stepped across the threshold for the first time since, well, since Elizabeth found him on his back in the middle of the jade room. The house was not like he had left it five years ago, not that he would remember anyway. While Hobart enjoyed a more subtle form of decor, Elizabeth liked flash and panache. She made sure to make those types of changes while her husband was unconscious in his hospital bed for five years. Marital bliss. That's why I'm currently single. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. Hmm. I wonder what Mac is up to. How do you like the changes, dear? I don't know what I would have said before, but at this particular moment, the decor is making me feel as though I want to regurgitate the wonderful fish and chips we had for lunch. For all that is good and holy, why are there three chandeliers in the foyer? It's called Hollywood Chic, and it's all the rage. How much did they cost? That sounds like my old Hobart. Come, come, I want to show you the jade room. That's an interesting painting. It does match the color of the room. I like how the tentacles on this one painting go from the canvas to the wall itself. Interesting. The wall? What are you... Hmm. I don't remember having wallpaper put up. Those patterns seem new. Wait, what? The art dealer said that there were five paintings in the set, like those four season paintings. Then wouldn't there just be four? No, I said that there would be five. <sighs> Don't you ever listen. I miss the old Hobart. I didn't get angry at your spending sprees before the coma. You didn't get angry at my spending sprees during the coma. Oh, who could that be? Hello. Dr. Spaulding, what are you doing here? I've come to check in and see how you're doing. We just left the hospital. Well, my shift ended and I wanted to swing by on my way home. That's nice of you. We're fine, though. Yes. Quite. We don't need you here. Oh, I'm sure. I just wanted to take a look and make sure there wasn't anything too dangerous lying around. I didn't realize that I had to baby-proof the entire house. I don't think that I have enough duct tape and bubble wrap for that. Miss Coaching Birch, would you mind getting me a spot of tea? We don't have a kettle. A British woman who doesn't have a kettle? Well, all you really need for tea is some water, a coffee cup, and a microwave, right? Why are you making that face? You Americans and your tea. You need an espresso machine in every room, but you don't care about how to make a decent cup of tea. Well then, some espresso would be nice. That's not the po- Never mind, I'll go find the kettle. Hobart, how are you doing? I'm... fine. Are you dizzy? Seeing double, hallucinating, delirious? Are you seeing characters from some foreign language floating up from the carpet? Are they forming words that you're suddenly privy to? Do you hear chanting of some kind when you're alone? Are they telling you how to summon the beast? No. Oh, well, okay. Make sure to give me a call if any of those things happen. I could give you some drugs to help summon the beast. I mean, to help calm your nerves and put you to sleep. Spaulding, do you take sugar with your tea? I want you to call me first thing. You understand? Not Elizabeth or anyone else. Just me. Spaulding! Here's my home number. Okay, I should get going. Spaulding! Later that afternoon, after an arduous morning with Pickering, 
Mac decided that he needed to get an extra change of clothes and his own travel coffee mug, or so he was instructed. With a couple of days' wages in his pocket, he left to check out some of the shopping centers in the town square. Of course, since the town was only as big as his Aunt Ruth, who was big for a woman but small for a town, there weren't many shopping centers to choose from. There were three places which seemed like they sold clothes. Marco's Polo, the Cravat of Monte Cristo, and Carrion Comfort. The last one turned out to be a taxidermy shop, so he ended up at Marco's Polo. It sat between what he thought was a wine shop, Chardonnay de Bergerac, and a tuxedo rental place, Don's Tuxedo. If I can keep this job for a little while, I might even have enough for extra clothes, a pack, and some extra padding in my otherwise empty checking and savings account. The inside of the store smelled like cigars and peppermint. It reminded him of what a grandfather would smell like, or at least what he thought a grandfather would smell like, considering he never knew his. For all he knew, his grandfather could have been his Aunt Ruth. Hello? Oh, my. That is Mrs. Prim. She's a small woman, much smaller than Ruth. She was petite, with short dark hair and olive skin. She stared at him, her eyes as wide as a couple of new moons. Why does everyone keep looking at me like that? I heard mention that there was someone new in town. I just assumed that the kids were trying to rustle up some trouble. I had no idea that there really was a stranger here. My goodness. How do you know that I don't just live on the other side of town? You can't possibly know everyone here. <sighs> I beg your pardon. Of course I do. I was born and raised here, like most of the residents. I know everybody. Well, maybe you can tell me what's going on then. Everyone's so... I mean, there are some really nice people here, but sometimes I get the feeling that I'm not welcome. Hmm. I apologize. I suppose I haven't been very friendly either, have I? She offered him a subtle bow, which was made even more subtle by the fact that she couldn't have been more than four foot ten and three-eighths inches tall. My name is Esther Prim. Welcome to Marco's Polo. We specialize in men's fashion. Can I ask what you're looking for? I might be able to help you find something. Yeah, uh, I just started a new job, and I need something that can handle a little wear and tear. What kind of wear and tear? Hmm, perhaps it would help if you could tell me where you're working. I don't suppose you're a new member at the... <clears throat> Ivanhoe Men's Warehouse? Is that another tuxedo shop? You have one next door. Why does the town need so many tuxedo shops? <laughs> no, it's not another tuxedo shop. Ivanhoe is a strip... You know what? Never mind. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, I'm assuming that you don't work there. So where do you work? Or do you need to keep your job under wraps? Are you a secret agent? That would be exciting. We haven't had one of those here yet. Well, I don't know about keeping my job under wraps, but I'm working for Mr. Pickering as his new assistant. Oh, that's wonderful! I know that he's been looking for an assistant since he lost his last one. Hmm. 
Well, you probably need something a little flame retardant then, and definitely waterproof. I have some wonderful suits for sale. The jackets are weaved with a blend of cotton, rayon, and carbon fiber. Actually, I don't know about getting a suit. Pickering doesn't really seem that formal. He never wears a suit or anything. Pickering is a formidable figure in this town, you know. If you're going to be his assistant, he must think highly of you and your skills. Um... You're also going to be all over town while you're working for him, so you're going to want to look good while you're on the job. That is, if you want to win the town over and stay. We have some lovely women here after all. Have any of them caught your eye yet? Yes, but I see that you have a wedding ring on your finger, and I wouldn't want to upset your husband. So I guess I'll just have to find someone else. <laughs> oh, Mac. Playing on the charm, I see. Oh, good, sir. I do believe you have my vote. You can stay in our little town as long as you want. I would love to have such a delightful, young, handsome man living here. If you do, I want to make sure that you are safe from Pickering's antics. So, I'll sell you your first suit for half off. Oh, wow. I couldn't possibly. We take care of our own, Mr... Mac. Mac Tillinghast. Hmm. Tillinghast, huh? Mrs. Esther Tillinghast. And Esther Tillinghast would have such a fine ring to it, too. Look at that sly wink. He sure knows how to flirt. Oh, Mr. Tillinghast, I do believe. <laughs> you can just call me Mac. No need for formalities. Mac, all right. Okay, how about this gray one? There is a changing room back there. She is quite smitten with him, isn't she? Well, she's going to have to wait in line behind me. Oh, and Joanna, I suppose. He best be careful, though. Mrs. Prim can be a bit mischievous and a little handsy. Are you sure there isn't some hidden camera in the changing room? Well, in that case, try that other room over there. <laughs> Wait, what? Nighttime in Poplar Cove is normally quite peaceful. The stars come out and shine down from the inky gloaming of the night sky. I love the atmosphere at night. It is as if nothing bad can happen because everyone is tucked into bed. Of course, in reality, the opposite is true. How often do you hear of the boogeyman attacking children in the light of day? Huh. But that is neither here nor there. On this particular night, Joanna and Mac... We're enjoying the stillness of the air and the twinkling of the stars as they walk through the town. He finally worked up the guts to ask her out. Those are weird places to plant trees. Yeah, we didn't plant them. They look awfully young. No one planted them there? Nope, they just appear. Um, so I'm having a lovely time. You've been simply spectacular and the town is so beautiful at night. Well, the night isn't over. I mean, I packed this picnic, and I was hoping that we could find a nice, quiet spot to eat. Mac, that's wonderful. Let's see. A picnic. Oh, I know the perfect place. Follow me. Is this... a power station? Yes, isn't it great? These towers are so magnificent and majestic. Um, okay. How are you liking Poplar Cove? It's nice here. 
Most of the people are welcoming, but I still get weird vibes from certain folks, like the mayor. I don't know what his agenda is. You can ask his secretary. What? His secretary. You can ask her about his agenda. His schedule seems pretty full. That's not what I... (sighs) You look beautiful tonight, Joanna. Thank you. I... Oh. Oh, you're so close. I can smell you and... and your deodorant. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I too close? No, no, please don't move. It smells good. What is that? Old Spice? No, it's Cthulhu brand deodorant. It's green fog scent. It smells like death. I love it. I... (sighs) What's wrong with your chest? Can you breathe all right? It looks like you're heaving. Are you having trouble breathing? Do you want me to give you mouth to mouth? I don't know what's going on. Maybe you should. Uh, For some reason, that idea thoroughly excites me. Okay. Here I go. Um, you might need to get closer than that. Well, maybe I can help from over here. <sighs> um, thanks? Mac? Yeah? Mac, do you like me? Of course I do. You're quirky and pretty and adorable. I just... You're so innocent. I wouldn't want to take advantage. Can I just... Would it be alright if I held your hand? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, dear, my hands are all clammy and I've got tingles. Well, that might just be the electrical currents from the power station. Yes, yes, that must be it. And the heart palpitations, too, right? Your face looks flushed. Maybe I should walk you home. But I'd rather stay here with you. I mean, I don't have much of an appetite right now, but I'd love to just sit under the stars with you. Oh, Mac, what was that? Was that what mouth-to-mouth resuscitation is? Because I think I like it. I might want to have heart palpitations more often. (laughs) You're cute, Joanna. Oh my gods! What is it? Are you okay? There's something throbbing in your pants. What is that? Is it a snake? I can get it. Let me find a big stick or something. I'll club it to death. I'll kill it for you. I won't let you die, Mac. No, no, please don't do that. Oh, here's one. Joanna, put that down. You don't understand. I mean, I'm sorry. I couldn't help. Ha ha ha! I'm actually quite attached to this particular snake. Like, literally attached. Please don't hit me! Snakes are dangerous, Mac. Hold still. I won't hurt you. I'll just... Oh, wait. Where'd it go? It disappeared. Ha <laughs> Yeah. Imagine that. Didn't your mother ever give you the birds and the bees speech? I don't think so. She did give me a tentacles and succubus speech when I was little. Well, that could be the same thing. What was it about? She talked about elder gods and how they have tentacles. If an elder god were to try and eat me, I should try to punch it in the nose and... No, wait, maybe that was sharks. If a shark were to try and eat me, I should punch it in the nose. Do sharks even have noses? Did your mom ever tell you what happens when a man and a woman really love each other? I mean, not that it applies to us. I was just wondering, um... I don't think so, but according to my dad, they get married and then the wife slowly sucks out his soul with those tiny red plastic straws. He said that in the dead of night, if everything is quiet, you can hear the sounds of soul sucking in the midnight air. Your dad said that? Yeah, it's really the only memory I have of him. He ran off when I was little. I didn't really get to know him. It was pretty much just my mom and me in the house. I don't even know what he looks like. When I think of him, he's always just this shadowy figure. Huh. Same with me. Did you and your mom grow up around here? No, we lived in the Midwest. I didn't move here until I escaped the Brotherhood of the Yellow Sign. 
I grew up in the Midwest, too. That's a pretty big coincidence, isn't it? You don't think that we're related? No, 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 we couldn't be. I mean, what are the odds? Besides, that only happens in stupid TV shows and telenovelas. Yeah, that's just silly, I guess. My heart is all fluttery. Maybe you could give me more mouth-to-mouth? <laughs> I think I can do that. Wait, your heart does actually feel okay, right? You don't actually need medical attention, do you? I think I just want you to put your lips on my lips again in some kind of pressing motion. Don't say it like that. Please. I'm thinking Dirty Talk is probably out of the picture. What? Meanwhile, in the log cabin slash archaeology office... Pickering? Are you in? Mayor! Oh, good, good. You are just the man I wanted to see. Oh, really? What can I do for you? I would like to report a stolen painting. Well, that's nice, but you're going to have to tell the authorities about that. Authorities? But you're the mayor. I'm telling you. Well, I can't do anything about it. I mean, I'm not a sheriff. Are you telling me that the sheriff is more powerful than you are? No one is as powerful as me. I'm the mayor. Well, in that case, I want to report a stolen paint. Enough! Stop with this nonsense. I'm here to ask you about a book that I borrowed from you a couple of years ago. Something about exercising. Buns of steel? No, no, it's not a cookbook. It was a book about exercising or... Banging body and booty boosting exercises? No. X or size. Or wait. Maybe it was about sacrifices or immolation. Oh, I have a book called Emulation in the Business World. Is that the one you want? No. Oh, just point me in the direction of your demonology section. Oh, that would be over there by the children's books and the landscaping tutorials. I don't need help, Pickering. Well, if you're sure... That new fellow, your new assistant... He's been hanging out with that waitress at the tea house, right? Yeah, they seem like a cute couple, right? Uh, I don't know. Do you suppose that you could get your hands on her raffle ticket so that I could pull it? Pull her raffle ticket? Why hers? Well... Now the mayor was in a predicament. He could tell Pickering that he had run into Elizabeth. That Elizabeth had told him she wasn't fond of Joanna. She said that there was bad blood between them. And bad blood was looked down upon in this neck of the woods. But then he would also have to mention the fact that the mayor had a thing for Elizabeth and that he would do anything to please her. Maybe it's the accent. Americans love a British accent, but she isn't actually British. Hmm. It would be romantic if you could pull Max's number, too. What? You know, for the elephant ride. An elephant ride would be a fantastic second date. Oh, yes. Well, that would be perfect. Perhaps you could look into that for me. 
If you could get both of their ticket numbers, I'll be sure to pull their ticket stubs for the sacrifice. I mean, the elephant ride. Consider it done. Oh, I just know they'll love it. They'll be so grateful. Maybe they'll name one of their children after me. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've already got our hands full trying to take care of two additions to the town. Let's not add more to the plate. Not that they'll get a chance. What was that? Nothing. Let me find that book and I'll be out of your hair. I know that you're busy doing... What is it that you're doing there? Well, the antiques are escaping. I can't let that happen. If the antiques have become sentient, we'll have a different problem in our hands. Would the world fall into chaos? Yes! Well, what will the antique roadshow do if that happens? You're mocking me, aren't you? Yes. Sorry. My therapist says that I'm not to engage in that type of sardonic behavior. I didn't know we had a licensed therapist in town. We don't. Then what therapist are you talking about? Me. I'm dabbling in some psychiatry. I read the WebMD page on anxiety this morning and... You're your own therapist? I have layers, Mayor. I'm like an onion. Ah, oh, I'm beginning to see that. Poplar Cove is written by Jocelyn DeVore and features Jacob DeVore as Mac, Raylan Lavoie as Elizabeth, Morgan Lavoie as Hobart, Guy Fulton as Spalding, Katie Fulton as the narrator, Bill Fulton as the mayor, Lee Gundy as Pickering, William Nelson as Roger, Riley Talent as Joanna, with additional voices by Devin Steele, Ed Sinkovich, and Senora Jackson Diaz, with Fyodor Dogstoyevsky as the production assistant. All of the music in today's episode was composed by Kevin McLeod and is available under the Creative Commons license at ecomptech.com. More detailed credits found in the show notes.